credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. We're back. The Golf Insiders. Wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Holly G, along with Will Perry. Our special Ryder Cup coverage tonight, sponsored by L2 Putters, introducing the L2 MOI Max. Improve your alignment, tempo, and distance control with the L2 MOI Max. It's got the largest impact zone, three and a half inches, allows for the greatest amount of forgiveness for off-center hits. Check it out if you want to try something better. You want to improve your putter. Everyone wants a better putting game. Check out the L2 MOI Max, L2Putters.com. And you know, there's no bigger tournament that's all about head games, Will Perry, than the Ryder Cup and match play. And therefore, we got to go to our favorite man. I think we might know a guy. We're going to put him on the couch, or maybe we're on the couch, with <laughs> Dr. Bob Winters. Hello, Dr. Bob. Hey, Holly. Hey, Will. How are you this evening? Hey, uh, terrific. Thank you so much. We've just, uh, you know, so much to cover here with the Ryder Cup. Uh, we've got two very impressive teams. Uh, yes, you know, we're probably a little more stacked in terms of uh, world ranking on the U.S. squad, but... Um, there's a lot of powerhouses here on the European squad. They've got six rookies. Uh, I don't know if, um, you know, but some of them are, are certainly very experienced in terms of playing over in Europe. You know, give us your feelings about how these two teams are matching up and a little bit of the psychology behind match play. Well, I think, you know, we have to go way back to 1983 when the United States, you know, won down at PJ National and Seve came into the locker room and said, listen, we can beat these guys. We can dominate these guys from now on. And that's what they did in 1985. They came over here in 1987. I was there at Muirfield Village the first time they defeated the United States uh, on home soil. And ever since then, Europe has dominated. This year, even with the task force spearheaded by Captain Phil Mickelson, uh, <laughs> and I say Captain Phil Mickelson, who actually, you know, who sort of started this whole movement for the task force because he was upset because he was sat down on the Saturday matches, he and Keegan Bradley. Right. Uh, I think they've done a nice task force of doing the same old thing. If this was an Aerosmith song, it would be called the same old song and dance. Here's my perspective here, Holly and Will. Europeans have an unbelievably strong team. You have six rookies. However, those six rookies have a blank slate. There's no scar tissue as far as Ryder Cup emotional scar tissue. These people are real dynamic players, and so many of them have played ever since they've been little kids. Chris Wood, Andy Sullivan, Danny Willett. These guys have played match play, foursomes, four balls, almost their whole career growing up. So they know each other very well. And what you have to understand about Team Europe versus Team USA, Team USA is a collection of individual egos that comes together once every two years and tries to create some cohesive bond. Team Europe has what we call a collective ego, a consciousness. They have a team ego that I call 
year ago or year ago. No, I go, you go, we go, year ago. So Europe, as they go, they go together as a team. I know that we've actually been talking so much about the pairings and who's going to play with who. Europe, on their team, they have a concept. They say, listen, Danny, I want you to play with Thomas. You know, Sergio, I want you to play with Martin. And when they get that, when they get that nod, whoever you know they play with, they say, that's the guy. I'm going to be great for you today. So my prediction is it's going to be Europe. Europe is going to take us. And I'll tell you, the onus of responsibility as far as head game is on the United States because Europe is saying we're the dominant team. You have to prove to us that you are better than us, even on paper, but we still have to go out and play. So I think there's a lot more pressure on the United States, even though every advantage has been stacked in the Americans' you know, corner for us to win because we want to win so bad. But I think Europe you know, will finally come through in the end and everybody will be amazed and go, gee, what do they have that we don't? And what they have is a team ego. I'm curious, Dr. Bob, you know, from, from the perspective, is that so much coaching, like over a series of time where you have to, to coach that, that mentality? Or is that something where it might even be tough from a cultural perspective to kind of be able to overcome? I mean, you mentioned that, that we dynamic. Well, the whole point of it is, I mean, together everyone achieves more. That's what team is. But the meat of the team is me. And every person on that European team, ever since they've been, you know, little boys, their whole goal was, I want to be on a victorious Ryder Cup team. They want to actually march, you know, in, in the halls of legacy of the Bernhard Longers, the Seve Ballesteros, the Ian Woosnams. They love that. They want that. Not, not to say the United States doesn't want that, because, you know, I've got players, you know, who play on both sides that I talk with. But the point being is that they have actually grown up, traveled, and they hang out together. They really, really like each other. That's why when they get together, the European team, it, it's almost as if we're going to a pub and we're going to have a fantastic week of just playing golf and getting together at night, and, and we're all uniting. And I don't think the United States has really got that concept down yet. Well, I, I was thinking that's why they've got uh, five vice captains to keep the beer cold and the pizza going and, uh, you know, the ping-pong table's hot. Well, I, now, see, Holly, now, I, I really want to talk about that because I happen to believe that we've overbrained, overthought, overcoached, and what I would actually propose for the United States is, hey, we have one captain, we have one assistant. I mean, the whole thing, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, all the different networks showing all this. I mean, it's a circus out there. I mean, we've got vice captains who didn't make the team because they couldn't make the team, but they wanted to be part of the team. So now they've all got their cards. I don't know if they have enough cards up there at Hazeltine for all the vice captains. All right, I mean, Dr. Bob, we got we got to wrap it up. We just got a minute to go here, but we appreciate uh, your thoughts, and I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's going to be an interesting uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at Hazeltine, and we certainly... Um, Hope that uh, Team USA can turn the tables. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Check him out, Dr. Bob, winters.com. Will, it's going to be big. The TV time, I love sitting down and watching the six hours of coverage. It's, let's see, 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Golf Channel, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. on NBC Saturday, and 11 a.m. to 5 on NBC Sunday. The Ryder Cup, the one, the only.
plenty to watch. Definitely tune in. I'm going to go with USA to pull it out. All right, we're out of here. Go find the Facebook winner for the Grand Cypress, Golf Insiders. Bye-bye.